Hello and welcome to the Ecstatic Rabbit Podcast, a space for esoteric exploration, heartfelt insight, and expansive curiosity. I'm your host and the founder of Ecstatic Rabbit Tarot and Coaching, Sarah Corbin Wolf. Today we have for you an interview with Brittany Muller, aka Blessed Vigil on Instagram. Uh, Brittany is one of the very few people bringing tarot and Christianity together in faith and practice. And I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. Hope you enjoy. We know each other through Instagram, um, Mm -hmm. but also through that very New York City thing of just being like, hi, you seem interesting. Want to spend time in person together? (laughs) (laughs) So we went on a met date in... 2018, 2019? I don't even know. Do you remember? I think it might have been 2019. So yeah, we we met up because I was really curious about your perspective on specifically the religious Renaissance medieval art, which is something mm-hmm. that you um, post about and know a lot about and talk a lot about on your on your mm-hmm. Instagram presence. And, um, you know, that's very much where my sort of like witchy tarot and like Shakespeare <laughs> sides yeah, yeah. to convene. Yeah. Um, so how do you, what is, what is your relationship to that artwork? Well, I actually, I don't have any professional education in art um, at all. I have a bachelor's degree in piano performance. (laughs) Um, I also, I grew up in church. My family converted to Catholicism when I was 13. um, And I really fell in love with the beauty of Catholic churches, like the physical churches. And I do feel like Catholicism has a different relationship with like visual art you know, since I was a kid, I had, I had always found it very moving. Um, and it sort of just snowballed into an interest in um, sort of medieval and Renaissance religious art. And so it was so exciting to move to New York a few years ago and to be very close to the Met and I can just go all the time. Um, it's been fantastic. At least in the like Instagram circles that I move in, you are unique in that you bring together um, Christianity and tarot. And through you, mm-hmm. I've found some other people who are doing that. And it's amazing. I, like as someone who is all, has always just been fascinated by different religions, um, having been raised Jewish myself, I, I think it's really, really exciting how uh, the Venn diagram is kind of wob- like wobbles through yes. the Instagram yes. world, right? <laughs> um, sort of tell us a little bit of your story um, and share a little of your history with with those two different. Well, they're not different, right? I mean, they can be. Some see them as yeah. Not for I mean, they can be. Yeah, yeah. So, so walk us yeah. through what what your story is and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, no, I think it's actually a great question um, because I I do feel like the sort of merging of tarot and Christianity is a really unusual thing, um, and I get that question a lot. Um, in you know like this but also just in like random dms and stuff on instagram like please tell me what your deal is (laughs) my family converted to catholicism when i was 13 and i fell in love with the catholic church i was a really devout catholic through high school and like early college 
Um, but I wound up leaving the Catholic Church and leaving Christianity in general for about 10 years. I mean, I hate the term like crisis of faith, but that's kind of what it was. And I felt like, you know, I had as a teenager really accepted the religion that my parents taught me without any questioning, really. And I got to the point where I was questioning it myself as an adult and didn't really have answers to any of the, the questions of faith um, that I was asking myself. And I do feel like I grew up in a sort of conservative Catholic culture where there wasn't a lot of room for questioning. There wasn't a lot of room for doubt. And so I felt like, well, if I can't be like a good Christian and like believe everything, then I shouldn't be a Christian at all. <laughs> so I sort of walked away from everything for a long time, um, but I missed the ritual of Catholicism. I missed the ritual of religion and I missed prayer. And um, I wound up picking up tarot sort of as a placeholder for the kind of reflective, prayerful space that I, I didn't have from Christianity anymore. And like the weird part of the story is that tarot wound up leading me back to Christianity um, because like it is a very religious tool. Um, we were talking about medieval and Renaissance art. I mean, tarot originally came out of like early Renaissance Italy, which was a deeply Christian, like deeply Catholic culture. And so when you look at, especially like the early tarot decks, um, which is, that's the, the kind of tarot that I've always loved. Like I've always really loved the early decks. Um, like a lot of the imagery is really, really Christian. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I spent so much time looking at art that I didn't think was religious, but actually was. <laughs> and I mean, I remember a period of time where I pulled the Hierophant like almost every day for like the longest time. And it was so annoying to me. And in retrospect, it's like very obvious to me what was happening, you know, but I, I didn't really understand it at the time. Um, but yeah, I feel like tarot... Um, and it's very Christian imagery sort of opened me back up to Christianity during a time when like, I would never have wanted to like go to church or like read the Bible or anything like that. You mentioned before that your early experience with the church um, uh, didn't leave much room for questioning and doubt. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm really fascinated by because I see that as like the foundation of Judaism and part of why I enjoy Judaism so much yes. is that it's like the holiest thing you can do is like doubt ask God questions. and work on yeah. it and ask questions Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm curious about how Christianity has made space or not made space or like where you find that space or if you're still craving mm -hmm. that even. But I'm also curious about where that might live in tarot, where that, where that has landed over the course of mm -hmm. this journey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like tarot, like I, the way I use tarot now is, is in a prayerful way. Like I pray with tarot. And one of the things I love about it so much is that it has opened me up to a kind of prayer that is much more contemplative and less focused on, you know, certainty, I guess, um, and less focused on having my questions answered. I do feel like the way I use tarot now is very open-ended. I don't really ask it 
questions. I'm not Catholic right now, I'm Episcopalian, which is um, very similar in a lot of ways, um, but they have a beautiful book called the Book of Common Prayer that includes all kinds of, of different prayers for different situations. Um, and so every morning I wake up and I pray morning prayer and I draw like a few cards and I sort of try to connect them. Um, and it does feel very prayerful for me, but it is, um, it's also very meditative and very open-ended and it just feels, it feels like a very comfortable place for me. Like it, it gives me a place where I feel like I can open myself to God without feeling like I need to like have answers for things you really can't have answers for. Right. That's that funny twist where it's like, yes, let's question, let's doubt. But it's like doing all of that, knowing that there actually will never be, at least not in right. this like yes. <laughs> experience, right, right. Um, any kind of actual concrete, tangible answer, probably. I'm curious when you use the word prayerful, I love the word. I don't know mm-hmm. that I understand quite what it means. Yeah. So, I mean, in the, in the Catholicism that I grew up in, I feel like there were, I mean, there's a really beautiful contemplative and mystical tradition in Catholicism, but I feel like the prayer I was exposed to day to day was um, the sort of rote prayer of the rosary or like, you know, the prayer that we would pray um, before we ate our meal or, you know, whatever the prayers that we heard um, every week at mass. And I think there's like, I mean, I still pray the rosary. I think um, those kind of of prayers are still um, beautiful and can be really um, useful. But when I talk about being prayerful with tarot and when I talk about contemplative prayer what I'm really talking about is just creating a a space of quiet which I feel like can be really difficult in just modern life in general I feel like God speaks to us I do believe that's true but I think that God speaks to us um, often in very quiet ways and I think it's very difficult to hear God or feel the presence of God unless you have created a space for it. So when I talk about something being prayerful, I think what I'm really talking about is something that creates a space that is quiet enough that you can hear God. Yeah, it reminds me, of course, of the way that I practice tarot and some of mm-hmm. my craft. Like, I, I hope the comparison is okay, but like, it reminds me of casting absolutely. a circle, right? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Right? Like casting a circle and calling in the corners and the elements and going like, mm-hmm. okay, this is a container for the work that I'm here to do. Um, I actually, I have an Instagram post of yours that I saved a while back because I found it so compelling. And it does also come back to um, the artwork element and it's the the hand of God motif that you talk about emerging from mm, a cloud. Yes, yes. And I'm like, right, like where all the aces have in the in the Rider White Smith deck mm-hmm. um, and many others based off of that, they the aces each have this like hand reaching out of a cloud mm-hmm. holding that suit. Um, so that that kind of comparison for those who don't follow you but should, is a lot of what you bring to, to what mm-hmm. you're sharing um, on social media. And um, I'd love to know more about if there's other sort of motifs like that that really stand out to you as, 
as these commonalities. Um, and I'd also love to know where there, where you might have run into conflict sort of directly between the deck or, or the practice, um, where there's alignment, where there's conflict. Well, I do. I mean, I've been surprised by how much alignment there is. I mean, just speaking broadly, like in the language that people use around the tarot, they talk about it as the fool's journey. Um, and if you read um, like the medieval mystic saints like um, Teresa of Avila or St. John of the Cross, um, people who you know wrote these um, sort of mystical texts um, that we still read today, um, they talk about the soul's journey to God. Um, and I, I do find so many similarities just thinking big picture um, between like the language tarot readers use for the fool's journey and the language that like medieval mystics use for the soul's journey to God. I mean, I just love tarot so much. It's so beautiful. Like it really is um, <laughs> this set of, of 78 like little images that encompass like such a wide range of the human experience, you know? And I, I mean, I see each of the four suits as sort of taking a different theme. I'm writing this book right now and I've been writing about the suit of cups. Um, and I see the suit of cups really as this idea that we are made to love God and we are made to be loved by God and it is in God's nature to love us. And I think you can see the whole suit of cups as the sort of journey of acceptance of the fact that we are loved by God. And I found like less conflict than I, than I thought I would in writing the book. I think it does really work. It really all falls into place. Um, the only places where I've really found conflict is that there are some cards that viewed through a Christian lens are really interpreted differently, I think, than they would be. Um, interpreted through like a witchy or a pagan lens. Like what I'm, what I'm thinking about right now is the devil and how um, a lot of the witchy folks I know um, think about the devil as a card of like liberation, you know, experiencing pleasure and feeling okay with that and understanding that like, it's okay to like feel good, you know, which I totally understand. Um, and I think that makes sense. But like in the context of Christianity, the devil is more about like sin and temptation and being imprisoned by one's desires. Um, so I think the conflict I found is more just in like some of the general like card interpretations. You know, I, I would really love to, I mean, I, I'm kind of asking for you to spill the tea here a little bit, but <laughs> like, I'm really curious about, um, I guess backlash might be the word. Um, mm -hmm. how, how has your work been received? I mean, when I started my tarot Instagram, like a million years ago, um, I was not at all like religious in any way. Um, and I built a pretty strong following um, before I sort of reverted to Christianity. And when I started sort of combining tarot and Christianity, 
I don't feel like there was a lot of backlash from like the witchy Instagram community. I had a lot of people unfollow me at that point. There was like a steep drop, but there wasn't like anger about it or like upset. Um, It was more just like the thing you're doing is not vibing with me anymore. So I'm going to leave, which I totally get. I feel like there are a lot of people in like the like witchy community who are not interested in Christianity for like very valid reasons. I do feel like I've gotten more like actual like overt backlash from the Christian community, but it's it's been really interesting to me because I feel like people who are not in the tarot community don't actually understand how people use tarot now. And so I get DMs from Christians who tell me that, you know, it's against Christian religion to practice divination, which like, okay, I mean, there's divination in the Bible, but I think there are so many Christians who just don't understand that tarot can be used for things other than divination. With my sort of trying to make inroads in Christianity with tarot, that's been my biggest hurdle. It's just trying to convince people that tarot is a much like broader, more open practice than a lot of Christians think it is. And usually if if people are willing to actually have a conversation with me, I feel like they get it. That's so interesting because I sometimes forget because my practice is so not about that, that I, I like, I forget that that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not what I'm about either. I've never really used yeah. her for divination. And so yeah, I forget yeah. like, Oh God, you think I'm really like trying to predict the future right now. Yeah. I always it's joke. Very that, bizarre. Like, tarot is only ever divinatory in retrospect. Like you will not know in the moment. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've had readings where I go back and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I see. But like, it's not, that's never the right. intention for me. So what can you tell us about the book? Yeah, I'm like neck deep in writing it right now. Um, The manuscript is due in the fall. So I'm like right in the very thick of it right now. So yeah, I'm writing um, a book (laughs) for St. Martin's Press that's going to be like a Christian interpretation of the tarot um, and a sort of guide for using tarot in a contemplative way. What I'm doing is um, taking the Rider Waite deck and writing um, sort of a short meditation on each card based on the imagery of the card and the sort of traditional um, interpretation of the card and pairing each card with like a Bible verse and reflection questions. And yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that it will be sort of an introduction for people who are interested in using tarot in like a prayerful way. That's very, very cool. I was so thrilled to see that news. I want to talk more about artwork. I like to talk about the fact that like ultimately tarot is a bunch of little pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Yes, it's like my favorite. Yeah. So, okay. What's your version of that spiel? (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is what I tell people when I have like Christians slide into my DMs and are like, you know, why are you using divination? So yeah, my whole thing is that tarot is 78 little works of art. Like it's nothing more and it's nothing less, um, but it can be like a whole lot. You know, I like to talk with people about... Um, the concept of visio divina, 
which is a kind of prayer. It's a kind of contemplative prayer. And what it involves is looking at a work of art and like, that's it. Just like gazing at a work of art and trying to find God in it and, and trying to see like what God says to you through the art. And traditionally, Visio Divina is obviously only used with religious art, um, but I think it can be used that way with tarot as well. And that's, you know, in the process of, of writing this book, that's the sort of angle I'm taking. I'm sort of practicing Visio Divina with each card, you know, meditating on it and writing from that place. I mean, the writer weight is what I'm using. And I think the artwork is so beautiful. And I think looking at it from a place of like artistic symbolism is really beautiful. I hadn't heard of that um, Visio Divina before, but I think that that's so, I mean, I imagine that there's an argument that it can, you can do that with anything. So if anyone out there is listening right now, and mm-hmm. is sort of like, okay, I have these two interests, like my my community or whomever tells me that they can't go together, whether that's Christianity and tarot, or maybe even other stuff, you know, other mm-hmm. like these seemingly, you know, diametrically opposed um, mm-hmm. practices, each, you know, one condemned by the other, the other reactionary to the first, like all of that right, kind of right. stuff. Um, <laughs> What advice would you give someone who is sort of trying to reconcile these two um, practices or perspectives or philosophies or approaches? Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, I mean, I can really only speak to my own experience, but for me, there was a lot of humility involved in sort of uniting, I mean, just speaking about tarot and Christianity, sort of uniting those two things, because I grew up in a really, you know, conservative Catholic home where tarot was like the devil. <laughs> um, it was absolutely like not something that that would have ever been okay. And so to leave Christianity, it was a very humbling thing because it involved me admitting that I don't have the answers to anything. <laughs> And picking up tarot was a very humbling thing because, you know, it was a whole learning experience and it required me admitting that I I had also been wrong about tarot, that my religion had been wrong about like what tarot is and what it can be. And then, you know, taking tarot and like pulling it back into Christianity and a Christian practice was very humbling because it required me admitting that I don't really know anything about God um and as a a Christian as a Catholic in high school I thought I had all these answers about God and and how God can speak to us and like the ways in which we can experience God and the ways in which we cannot experience God I don't know I mean in finding like you know an experience of God through tarot I had to admit that you know God can speak to us anyway anyhow um and yeah I mean I think it just for me required a lot of openness um and a a lot of humility You have made a lot of recommendations um, across, you know, your postings. And I know I've come back to you and been like, okay, who was that one saint that you talked about who like did X, Y, Z? 
So I'd love to know, um, for the record, <laughs> what are what are some of your favorite writings? What have who whose work has opened you up and and assisted in your journey as you are now embarking on being one of those writers? You know, in the long mm-hmm. history of contemplation and reflection and, and exploration of faith. Who are your, who are the like big three, say, if you had to choose sort of three? Okay. Okay. My big three. Okay. I think my big three, and I'm going to come at this from the perspective of like someone who is interested in like my kind of Christianity. I talk a lot about Julian of Norwich on Instagram. She was a, a medieval mystic and an anchoress. And she wrote a book called Revelations of Divine Love that I think is just really beautiful. And I think great for someone who is maybe wary of Christianity for the million reasons that a person could be wary of Christianity. But she writes a beautiful experience of of God's love. And she writes a lot about um, God as a maternal figure, which I really love. She's a great saint to be reading right now um she lived through a lot of like plagues she experienced a lot of suffering in her life and sort of you know took that suffering and somehow brought it all back to God's love um and I just I find it very compelling number two is Henry Nowen who is uh slightly more modern (laughs) um he uh was a Catholic priest and wrote so many books, but I really like his writing style. It's very simple and very engaging and very easy to read. And his writing and his presence to me have always felt very loving and open. My third recommendation, um, one of the books I read when I was returning to Christianity um, was by Christian Wyman, who is um, a poet. He wrote a book about his um, sort of return to Christianity. um, And it's called My Bright Abyss. And it's just beautiful. And like, it really spoke to me because I had a lot of trouble with faith and doubt and feeling like I didn't have space for questioning in my version of Christianity in which I grew up. And he really speaks to those same difficulties um, in a very poetic way. And I really just love that book so much. I've recommended it to so many people. Those are my big three. And where do you go for your tarot? interpretations? I mean, I really, really love people who use tarot in a very reflective way. Like, I love your writing. Um, I really love Jessica Dorr. Um, I actually, like, when people are interested in tarot and Christianity and ask me for resources, like, there aren't many. And so I have sent people to you, um, but I have also sent people to Jessica Dorr because I feel like while her writing is not, like, explicitly Christian, the way she interprets the tarot, I think really aligns with a sort of like contemplative perspective. But there are some people, there are like a couple of people on Instagram who also um, talk about tarot and Christianity. I have like a highlight on my um, Instagram feed of like the like six or seven other people I found on Instagram who do this. What can you tell me about um, motherhood? And your your faith and your practice. That's kind of my like wild card mm-hmm. question at the end here. But I know that's a part of your life. I mean, my kids like 
know about tarot and like they're familiar with the cards because it's a huge part of my life. Um, it's never been something they've been like particularly interested in, but I do feel like my experience of motherhood and my experience of tarot are sort of intimately connected. I have two kids. They're very close in age. They're 16 months apart. And I bought my first tarot deck when my younger son was six months old. So I had like two kids under two years old and I felt like I was just, I mean, like, I love my kids, but I was just like drowning. Like neither of them slept through the night for like years and I was exhausted and just, I felt like I completely lost myself. And tarot was really the thing that like brought me back to myself in a way that allowed me to like be a better mother, just because it, it can be such a simple practice. Like when I, when I was first starting with tarot, like I had two little kids, I had very little time to myself, but I would like pull a card every day. And that was like a very, like such a simple thing, but like a very centering thing for me. And so tarot has become sort of the space I can make for myself as a person that allows me to then like be a better mother and a reminder for me that like, I need to be my own person and like make time for myself in order to like care well for my children. So Tara was sort of the thing that brought me back to myself um, and is very like meaningful for me in that way. It's like its own little nine of pentacles, secret garden world. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's just like the little spot in my heart that's just for me. Uh, you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. that the Hierophant showed up for you a lot at a certain mm -hmm. sort of juncture in your journey and mm -hmm. I'm very curious because that is our card of the year for 2021 mm -hmm. um how like how are you how are you two doing <laughs> I guess that's the question we're doing well now <laughs> it's it's been a really helpful card this year because like I mean I see it really as about like this the structure of like organized religion and partly about like the shadow of that the difficulties of like organized religion um but also how organized religion can be really helpful for us I think a lot about I was talking about Christian Wyman in his book um My Bright Abyss um and he has a line in the book about how religion can give us a structure, handholds and footholds for descending into the abyss of God. And for me, that's what the Hierophant really represents. And so it's been really helpful this year because um, like I haven't been to church, like a physical church service in over a year. And so I've had to find religious structure um, for myself um, that right now is really centered around like morning prayer um, and then like reading Bible stories with my kids at night. Um, but yeah, like right now we're doing well. Um, he was a very like annoying presence um, several years ago when I was like not wanting to return to Christianity, but feeling like very pulled back to belief in God. Um, but we're okay now. We're good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> right on. Okay, well, where can people find you? Where can they follow along with what you're doing? Um, well, I'm on Instagram mostly. Um, my Instagram handle is Blessed Vigil, but I think you can also look up my name, Brittany Muller, and find me. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter as Blessed Vigil, but I don't like Twitter very much, so I'm not <laughs> on Twitter a whole lot. 
I also have a newsletter that I send out at the beginning of every month that you can sign up for on my website. Every month I write about um, a different saint that I love. And um, sometimes I write about um, different tarot cards I associate with that saint or artwork of the saint that I really love or my own feelings about a saint. Um, it's very like open-ended. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me for this. I'm, I think that your perspective is so... I mean, there's something very crucial, I think, about breaking down perceived boundaries in every mm-hmm. <laughs> every field. I absolutely um, agree. And, right? Like just poking holes everywhere we yeah. can, where we think that there's a divide, but it actually mm-hmm. might be the same thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so thank you for your work. Thank you for your time. Thank you. It's been so much fun to chat with you. That's all for this week's episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it brings you some inspiration in this waning moon time. And I will see you next time for our new moon card pull. Until then.